Hey guys, uh, it's Lindsay. Um, so I have a confession to make. Um, if you've been following me at all, um, you've seen a lot of pictures and videos of me over the last two months since I published my book. Um, and the whole thing is really uncomfortable for me, like really itchy and really uncomfortable. Uh, leading up to this, I never posted. I would barely say happy birthday to someone on Facebook because I thought like maybe HBD um, was cringy and should I just say all of the whole thing, happy birthday? Like I overthought everything I posted on social media and I had to just like dive in and go full out with this whole experience with social media and the whole thing has been really hard. Um, it's been really hard. It's been really fun. It's been like such an experiment. And that's what I wrote my blog on this week. Um, how much looking at yourself is too much looking at yourself. Kind of an exploration of my first two months on social media. So I'm going to read it to you now and um, we'll talk about it in between too. There's some social media tips kind of interlaced in this too, if you are someone that's like thinking about jumping into social media, um, a business owner, you want to share your art, anything like that, I think that you'll, you'll get something out of this. So here we go. Over the past two months, I've taken more pictures and videos of my 45-year-old face than every year preceding. Years when I was young, collagen-filled, and cheekbone-blessed. You see, two months ago, I began promoting a book on social media. In our modern age of digital first PR, the way to promote everything from a book to a new baby is through the little black boxes we stare into as our loved ones tell us about their day. It's half liberating, three quarters paralyzing, and does a number on your self-image. During COVID, I was on a solid two minute a day schedule of self-evaluation. That's 60 seconds each time I brush my teeth in front of the mirror. You have to brush your teeth in front of the mirror. It's a rule created by toothpaste commercials. Proceeding my pratfall into social media, my appearance was a second thought. I wore the same gray one-piece sweatpants outfit for two years without running a finger through my natural curly hair or applying a modicum of makeup. And you know what? It was fabulous. I'd found my spirit animal and it was a person going through a worldwide pandemic. Unfortunately, during that pandemic, I also wrote a book. As any writer knows, typing the end is only the beginning of selling your work. Terse emails quickly flooded my inbox from agents and reps explaining that while I may be an author, you need to be a social media presence. So here I am pouting into an iPhone, wondering how much looking at yourself is too much looking at yourself. So far, I learned I have a good side and a bad side. My nose has grown bigger and more pronounced since my 20s. The right side of my face sags a bit, so I look like a sad Picasso painting. This is either from a face-smashing pillow situation or caused by a persistent migraine in that quadrant of my face. Someone fact-checked fact -checked that. That doesn't seem based in science. For years, I wasn't up for this kind of scrutiny. I avoided social media in my personal life and didn't share my work, ideas, or overthinking with the world. I played small, as they say in the self-help aisles. I ducked behind that shrub over there, not living, out the, not living out my true passion, because putting your work and yourself on display is a vulnerable prospect with too many pitfalls. Women like me, born in the 70s and before, were cast in a mold of a certain size. We absorbed a notion about femininity and keeping ourselves small. Bragging is for boys. 
Calling attention to yourself isn't classy, and making a scene will get you talked about in church. These days, if you don't make a scene, you won't be seen. It's how we promote ourselves, our art, and our business. And it's a mindset flip for women of my generation. Accept compliments. Hype your game. Go big and go online. I love going big on my work. I love creativity. I love getting into whatever I'm doing with an obsessive attention, focus, and overthinking of it all. But when it came to self-promotion, I longed for a time where I could hand over my manuscript and throw myself into the woods with a dramatic statement about a simpler existence. Thoreau, what a drama king. In some, I wish an author, I wish being an author didn't require a TikTok dance. It wasn't only me feeling the pressure to post. My dear friend worked hard to earn a real estate license. She got it. She's on her way. Goal achieved. Now the real work begins, they tell her. Posting, creating a brand, engaging with your audience across social media. Whoa, slow down. I haven't had my first open house and you gave me a whole other side job and skill set to master. Similarly, my friend and hairstylist is asked to snap before and after pictures of her clients to post to the gram throughout a busy workday. Here's where my overthinking shifts into overdrive. I read stories of people finding their audience and selling their talents without the benevolence of a big corporation, and I love it. I'm here for it. Let's go, small creators. On the B side, I see the stress this never-ending machine piles atop our responsibilities, and I think, do we all need to be influencers? We can't expect everyone to share their morning makeup routine as part of their everyday jobs. I don't know the answer. I'm literally asking you. So after two months face first in a camera, where's my head? First, it's exhausted. My head is exhausted. Social media is a fast mutating viral gauntlet and catching trends looks easy until you dive in face first. Second, it's affirming. All the bullshit I wrote about in my book, it works. Self-worth, reframing your inner monologue, accepting yourself. After years of therapy, workshops, books, and overthinking, I'm fine with whatever appears in the little square on my phone as I hit record. I see a girl who fails a lot and worked hard to get to a place where she could put herself into the world, where she refuses to play small. I won't, I won't hide behind any shrubs or the fact that posting and sharing is itchy and uncomfortable to my natural impulses. This is the game right now, and I'm here to play it. Tripod in one hand, and God help me, a TikTok dance ready to go. So, um... Ever, all my blogs and the book, um, each chapter ends with a section called Let's Overthink It. So we kind of do a little narrative and then everything ends with some advice and some overthinking, maybe even like a journal exercise. So this blog ends with um, Let's Overthink It, Overthinking One, No One Cares. So <laughs> these are this is kind of some practical advice if you're thinking about jumping into social media and you kind of feel itchy and uncomfortable like me. So... Uh, I've been in advertising for 20, for 20 years. I maybe should have led with that, but just because I've been creating copy and campaigns with, um, for other clients, it's very different than sitting down and talking face first to a camera about yourself and expressing yourself and putting yourself on camera. You can kind of hide behind a client and say, well, no, this is your tone of voice. You go post that. I'm going to be over here, not sharing myself. Um, so just because that was something I do, I, I had done putting myself out there was very different. Um, so I do have lots of social media experience to share with you. Um, so after posting more content in the last two months than I have in my whole life, here's what I can tell you. No one cares. It's not that big of a deal. Think about the attention span you give a social media post. Yep, two to three seconds. It makes it hard to gather the energy to share, but it also makes it difficult to stress about hitting the post button. So in the beginning, play around and see what works. 
try different things relevant to your niche. So your niche is like if you're in real estate or hair or fitness, advertising, design. Um, so let's take my girlfriend, the real estate agent, for example. Maybe she shares a few walkthrough videos of her property, telling about the amenities and pointing out highlights. Then she posts some face-first talking head videos where she describes what inspires her about real estate. Next, she tries a few static images of homes and design trends, pointing out different amenities she likes and before and after shots, things like that. After a week, she looks at the engagement of her post and see what's doing well and where she should create more content, maybe where she should back off a little bit. Post as often as you're inspired and sharing something useful to your audience. Be entertaining, be inspiring, or be, edu- or be educational. If you're, it's your personal page, you can, po- you can post things like your, what you ate for breakfast. You can post pictures of your kids. People want to see things about you if it's your personal page. If it's your pr- professional page, you need to share content. You need to be entertaining. You need to be inspiring. You need to be educational. Think about things that you stop and scroll. When you're scrolling, you stop and look at. You stop to laugh. You stop to learn. You stop to go, ah, when something's beautiful. So you need to share that kind of thing on your page. Um, so don't feel pressure to post every day. Focus on creating content that connects. And if that means posting two, three times, two to three times a week, that's great. Post as often as you can create engaging content for your audience. So overthinking too. Back to that question. Do we all need to be influencers? No, of course not. But we can't deny the access social media brings to the palm of our hand. That little post, share, and God help us live button. Broadcast and distributes your message, art, and business to your friends, their friends, and beyond. Mere decades ago, entrepreneurs would have died for this kind of direct contact with their audience and without the need of big agencies and fancy PR machines. They were sending out direct mail packages and we have our own personal TV channel sitting in our lap and question if we want to use it. So use it. Don't overthink it and be yourself. Social media is a medium that craves authenticity. Hit record and tell the world why you created your brand, what you love about your work, and your origin story. Do it while you're on a walk with your dog sitting in your lap or even when you're laying in bed. No polish, no professional shoot, no filter, as they say. So you guys have all done this. I mean, you guys are professional social media scrollers. We all are. You're scrolling through. You stop. You see someone laying in their bed with no makeup and they're sitting there and they say, you know, I started my business because, you know, I really hated my job and I had this passion for design and then I wanted to create um, t-shirts that people felt comfortable in. You know that you don't need to have this overly produced shoot with someone in full makeup, standing in this beautiful studio, fully lit, telling their story. You know that you'll stop and listen to someone's story, just sitting in their house, talking to you face first to a camera, authentically telling your story. So you can do that. You can do it on a walk. You can do it laying in your bed. You can do it while you're doing your makeup routine. Lots of people tell stories while they're doing their makeup. They do it while they're eating their breakfast. They do it while they're cooking something. Um, There are so many ways to kind of capture what we call B-roll while you're driving. Um, Maybe not while you're driving and talking. I don't recommend that. I mean, I can't drive and talk. But um, you don't have to have this overly produced shoot. Actually, I would like almost recommend it. Sometimes when we see things that are, I mean, recommend against it. Sometimes when we see things that are overly produced, we stop scrolling. We more stop on the real faces. So don't talk yourself out of something because you think, well, I don't have the, a full budget and a shoot. I mean, you could, you could stop re- you can stop listening to this, to this right now and hit record and do it in a couple of minutes. It's really, it's really not hard. Um, so overthinking three, 
overcoming small thinking. In section one of my book, Overthinking in Your Underwear, now on Amazon, um, that's what we really talk about. Actually, it, the concepts are laced throughout the book, overcoming small thinking, reframing our inner monologue, looking at our inner child, meditation, affirmations, practicing gratitude. Um, so if this is something that appeals to you, this concept of small thinking, um, I really encourage you to check out the book on Amazon and do some more overthinking with me. So thanks so much for listening to this. Uh, the book is on Amazon. And if you want to actually read the blog, um, look for the blog in, um, in the other section of this. Thanks.